at the Denver Foundation. Among its black, indigenous, and people of color giving circles are the Denver African American Philanthropist, Latinos Impacting on Future to, on the Future Together, and Latinos Give. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. The Executive Directors of Color Institute is a leadership development and capacity building network organized and led by the Denver Foundation. Its goal is to build nonprofit leaders that are more inclusive, equitable, and reflective of community challenges and approaches to problem solving. August is Black Philanthropy Month, and at the Denver Foundation, they recently launched Black Resilience in Colorado Fund to support African-American communities to become more self-sustaining and self-reliant. Their director who leads it is the Director of Leadership and Equity at the Foundation, Ms. LaDon Sullivan. Giving circles are simply this. They're folks who come together who are like-minded, that want to pool their resources and yeah. build consensus with one another and be in relationship with each other to invest in the community. So, and, and they invest, again, in those five T's. It's not always just about giving money to a nonprofit in, in the community, but it also may mean volunteering. It could be uh-huh. sh- uh, sharing specific skills, like if you have an accountant in your giving circle and maybe they want to give um, financial their financial acumen as a, as a part of support to an organization that your circle um, has, has found an interest in. Um, or they may want to lift their voices and actually amplify the importance of the organization to the broader community. Yeah. Yeah, is this a good way for an individual then to get started in philanthropy? Is it is a giving circle uh, that gives, like you said, you know, one, two, three, four, or all five of the five Ps? I think so. I mean, we do. So um, I, I would say kind of in connection to Black Philanthropy Month, there are two African-American-centered um, giving circles here in Colorado. One is Denver African-American Philanthropists, which is a group of African-American males. Um, uh-huh. And they're the first, actually, African-American all-male giving circle west of the Mississippi. Um, they each give a dollar a day, which is $365. Uh, you know, that's the minimum. But they also are connected in relationship, and they give um, from their, you know, from their collective dollars to organizations in the community. There's also Uh uh, I I call a sister organization to them. It's uh, their short name is SPIN, which is Sisterhood Sisterhood of Philanthropists Impacting Needs, Um, and they're the same thing. A dollar a day is their, you know, is the minimum treasure that they invest. But they do yeah. all types of things, by volunteering and um, engaging and partnering with other uh, efforts in the community, like the um, the longtime Daddy Bruce Thanksgiving um, giveaway, where they give away turkeys and all types of different things. So, you know, these these circles are, I think, are a way for folks, yes, to show up um, with their treasure, and especially I think for the younger generation, which. Yeah. Um, you know these circles certainly have a wide a widespread demographic of uh, early twenties to I think almost fifties um, mm-hmm. in those two circles. But you know some folks are coming straight out of college; they're in their first job, so the treasure piece is something that they can handle a dollar a day. Um, yeah. And then you have some that are more seasoned, and they may give more to the circle, but it's still one person, one vote. You know, yeah, when they're building yeah. that consensus. So there's, you know, there's, um, there's 
it's it's almost it's equitable um, from the beginning, which is mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's beautiful for for folks to engage in that way. Um, and and I would say learn and share and build and be strategic as they become more aware of the organizations that are out there, how they can support them, and how they can actually um, bolster their impact. But you know the number of people they serve or uh, really seeing a difference in the community. What is um, the Colorado effort, Black Resilience in Colorado? I think that's new. You all at the Denver Foundation just launched it. Yes, so this is a, a new fund at the Denver Foundation. Um, uh-huh. We launched it on Juneteenth, and our goal is to raise at least a million and a half dollars in its first year and give out a million dollars to black-led and black-benefiting nonprofits across the greater metro area. The foundation itself has been a longtime um, partner in uh, with community and um, has built strong skills to listen to the folks on the ground and be responsive to what they say is needed in the community. And so um, in response to um, hearing black-led and serving organizations sharing with us that you know, when the um, pandemics, and I'll say pandemics, COVID-19 and the escalated yeah. racial injustice um, was happening, they are the first on the front line of where um, the black community is going to come to the folks they trust. They're going to come to people who look like them. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that means they, their, their, their staff or their volunteers, they're all on the front line. And they are... Um, already, you know, as I mentioned before, um, typically organizations led by people of color do not receive the same level of support as white-led organizations. So you add to that uh, two pandemics and people coming to you more than they, more than possibly the, than um, the constituents you had before, you may not have the resources or you are burning through the resources that you do have. And so yeah. um, this resilience fund really was set up to to hopefully move uh, black-led and serving nonprofits from just mere survival to thriving. We want yeah. them to be, you know, in full flower um, in their communities so that they can actually do the work that they set out to do. And if that means expansion or digging in more deeply, we want to be supportive of that. So we, through this resilience fund, we are giving grants out. But we're also um, adding on to programs that we've already been doing for some time. So we have an executive directors of color institute, which focuses on building the leadership capacity and the organization capacity of nonprofits mm-hmm. led by people of color, as well as working with white organizations and people of color led organizations to better understand and build their internal ways of being more racially equitable, dealing with, you know, internal bias and other things that keep them from being effective and efficient, especially when they're working with communities of color. So all this, then, is a, uh, I guess you don't talk about it a lot, but it's a new direction, emerging direction, or giving some visibility to uh, a new form or a different form of African-American self-help. Yes, uh, yes, I would say that. I mean, this is, I would say, it's shining a light on what we've always been doing. Being an African-American woman, 
I'll just say from my own vantage point (laughs) that we've always looked out for each other. We've always helped each other. I mean, I remember when you would be at church and they would say, so-and-so is going to college and we need to help them with their airfare to get, you know, get to school. And everybody would take out the dollar or two that they had in their pocket and we would come together to support that, to help that young person get to college. Or yeah. it's just the ways in which we have always uh, moved. And I, I would say, too, it's really been interesting that this year, um, well, I guess the March on Washington anniversary is also on 828. Right. So, you know, it's, it, it's all kind of coming together because even, in, even with the civil rights movement and, and that work, um, there is ties to philanthropy in that. We've been talking a lot about um, African Americans participating in this and being integral to it, but others can participate as well. I mean, the door is open, especially in this day and age where uh, the current interest to support black businesses is is higher, and they're getting those calls at black or African American chambers of commerce. But philanthropy is another way one can support the communities as well. Yes, yes. And I often tell folks that I know when we think about small black business, we think about for-profit. But in some ways, you also have to think these black nonprofits, they employ people, they pay people. I mean, they are, it's a different kind of business, <laughs> but they're mm-hmm. also a part of the landscape of how our community um, grows economically because they're a part, they're a part of you know, of that recipe for our community to actually to um, have those types of economic benefits in our community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And philanthropy is also a, a part of civic engagement. Every time people think about civic engagement, they think about politics and working in government and that kind of thing. But nonprofit sectors is a huge form of civic engagement that can open a lot of doors and help a lot of people at the same time. You're absolutely correct. Um, you know, we, I'm not sure if people recognize that when you see, uh, the marches or the protesters or et cetera, there are numerous nonprofit organizations that that is their focus. Those mm-hmm. are the people that they, that they support and they work with. You know, they are working on community organizing, on mobilizing, on understanding and, and actually writing, uh, policy, laws, um, things that go on the ballot, they're all a part of that. And yeah. philanthropy plays a huge role in supporting those efforts, but also I think that those organizations provide the space for people, again, to give their time and their skills to make change in community. And this day and age, too, when COVID-19 has adversely affected the economics of every city, county, and state in the union, and tax receipts are going to be lower, and a lot of cuts are going to be made. Philanthropy is going to be way more important now, and as and and also the uh, the time and talents that that people can give. All of those are going to be especially ratcheted up early next year, beginning as we start to crawl out of this thing. And it's going to be a couple of years before we get there. I'm not quite sure if people always think of philanthropy as a part of that. Um, as a part of that larger work that that is going to need to be done, and how all the parts work together, but mm-hmm. I but I would say that you know, as a person who's a professional in that field, 
we're certainly always looking for how we can play a role, how we can leverage, um, you know, the work that we do, the dollars that we mobilize, um, and the ways that we can help folks collaborate, come together, um, and or even u- utilize our influence to help the, help that progress happen. Many times a lot of people say, well, why should I give? They're going to keep most of the money and the people who really need it aren't going to get 5% or, or something like that. But I don't think that that is correct. I think the majority of the people, the, the majority of the funds or the time will go to the organizations that really need it. And I would agree. I mean, uh I'll just say, as a person who has worked in this field for 23 years and has worked extensively with organizations led by people of color, mm-hmm. many times, many times the leaders of those organizations um, are giving out of their own pockets. Their staff do the same thing. They give way more time than I know their budgets allow for them, you know, as as far as their, um, I would say, their, their paid hours. Um, their heart is in it, and they're leaning into it in in many ways in order to support the community. Um, and uh, I recognize, you know, sometimes from the outside it may look a certain way, but I also know the organizations are trying to do the best that they can to, you know, to work with what they have to give the most they can to the community yeah. and to be supportive of people um, in the community. Are we seeing the same type of outreaches or initiatives going on with other communities of color as well? Yes. So there actually is a, uh, I, w- I would say, a sister organiz- a sister fund or a sister foundation um, uh-huh. to the Black Resilience in Colorado Fund, and that's the Latino Communities Foundation of Colorado. They've actually been in existence a little longer than we have. Um, but they also, I mean, they were quick to mobilize dollars um, in the Latino community, um, in response to COVID-19, um, they are, I think, you know, they've also been dealing with um, the immigration and deportation issues in their community, um, undocumented um, issues in their community, as well as ensuring that the organizations that serve the, Lat- the Latino and Latinx community um, are strong and resilient. We thank Ms. LaDon Sullivan, Director of Leadership and Equity at the Denver Foundation, for being our guest again on this edition. To support the work of the Black Resilience in Colorado Fund, begin online at denverfoundation.org slash blackresiliencefund. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. And my many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your valuable weekend time with us.